0: This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. President Joe Biden said Hurricane Ian may have resulted in a, quote, substantial loss of life, possibly making it the, quote, deadliest hurricane in Florida's history. Mr. Biden declared it a major disaster, unleashing federal aid for several counties. Ian left more than two million people in Florida without power. The storm is expected to hit South Carolina on Friday. Russia said that it would formally annex four regions of Ukraine under its control on Friday. This follows sham referendums on joining Russia. President Vladimir Putin's regime controlled the count, and voters were held at gunpoint. Many countries, including Serbia, which has close ties with Russia, said they would not recognize the referendum's results. Olaf Scholz, Germany's chancellor, announced aid measures worth 200 billion euros or $194 billion to protect consumers and companies from soaring energy prices. The package, which he refers to as a, quote, double kaboom, includes a gas price cap to run to spring 2024 and scrapping a gas tax. Quote, prices must go down, said Mr. Scholz. Britain's Prime Minister, Liz Truss, said she would not roll back her government's quote, mini-budget that has roiled markets and was prepared to take quote, controversial steps to boost growth. Her economic plan triggered a collapse in the value of sterling, though it has now recovered to the level that it was at the time of the fiscal announcement. On Wednesday, the Bank of England shocked analysts by committing itself to buy long-dated government bonds worth £65 billion, or $70 billion, in a bid to calm markets. The International Telecommunication Union elected Doreen Bogdan-Martin, an American, as its secretary-general. Ms. Bogdan-Martin beat Rashid Ismailov, Russia's former deputy minister of telecoms, by 139 votes to 25, a far more decisive margin than was expected. The result indicates that the ITU's 193 member states want a decentralized internet governed by consensus, rather than one controlled by national governments, which Russia and China have pushed for. America's Vice President Kamala Harris visited the demilitarized zone between the two Koreas the day after the North launched two short-range ballistic missiles into the sea. Ms. Harris criticized North Korea's, quote, provocative nuclear rhetoric, and warned of tough action if Kim Jong-un's regime conducted its first nuclear test in five years, as some expect. On Thursday, North Korea fired two more missiles into the sea. The EU and NATO determined that leaks from Nord Stream 1 and 2, major gas pipelines under the Baltic Sea, were caused by sabotage, but stopped short of blaming Russia. On Thursday, Sweden's coast guards reported a fourth leak. Ursula von der Leyen, head of the European Commission, said deliberate disruption would receive the quote, strongest possible response. Ms. von der Leyen also proposed new sanctions on Russia, including an oil price cap. And fact of the day, $50,000, the highest daily fee charged by Vishal Punjabi, a video producer for Indian Weddings, a booming business.
1: And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Russia sets the stage for annexation. The Russian president, Vladimir Putin, is laying the groundwork to annex vast swaths of Ukrainian territory. As armed soldiers looked on, for five days, residents of the occupied provinces of Kherson, Zaporizhia, Donetsk, and Luhansk supposedly voted overwhelmingly in farcical referendums to join the lair of the invaders. On Friday, Mr. Putin is expected to hold a ceremony in the Kremlin during which he may lay claim to all four provinces, despite not controlling any in its entirety. It would be the largest annexation in Europe since the Second World War. The sham referendums were hastily announced in mid-September as part of a hard-line response to Russia's embarrassing reverses on the battlefield. Alongside partial mobilization and a new nuclear threat, they dramatically increase the risks of uncontrolled escalation. Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, said annexation would not change his approach to liberating people and territory. Russia's claim on the four provinces would, however, slam the door on any future negotiations. The Wrath of Ian South Carolinians will wake up on Friday after an uneasy night's sleep. Tropical Storm Ian is forecast to hit the state later in the day. It was downgraded from a hurricane as it moved out into the Atlantic from the east coast of Florida on Thursday. But that does not mean it has been defanged. Life-threatening floods, storm surges, and winds are expected. Meanwhile. Those Ian left behind must start to grapple with the destruction it has wrought. By the time it slammed into Florida on Wednesday, with winds approaching 150 miles per hour, 240 kilometers per hour, it was one of the most powerful storms ever to make landfall in the contiguous United States. Homes and roads were submerged and destroyed. More than two million Floridians lost power. The whole of Cuba was left in the dark after the grid was knocked out on Tuesday. Ian is already predicted to be among the costliest hurricanes on record, but that record is accelerating too, as climate change makes hurricanes stronger, wetter, and slower, and thus more damaging. Europe faces big decisions on energy. The agenda for the meeting of Europe's energy ministers on Friday was already looking bulky. Then, someone blew up Nord Stream 1 and 2, the gas pipelines connecting Russia and Germany. The European Commission's president, Ursula von der Leyen, has promised the strongest possible response. The possible act of sabotage has brought into sharp relief the vulnerability of Europe's energy supply and made policymaking harder. The rest of the agenda will focus on restraining rising gas and electricity bills. Ministers will haggle over how to pay for this, perhaps through a windfall tax on energy companies. They will also discuss reducing electricity demand, especially during peak hours. The most contentious idea is a cap on gas prices, either across the board or limited to Russian imports. But the attacks on the Nord Stream pipelines, a reminder of Russia's willingness to wage crippling energy warfare on Europe, make Russian gas flows ever less likely to resume. What do Texans care about most? Texas's Republican governor, Greg Abbott, will face his Democratic rival, Beto O'Rourke, on Friday night. The debate in Edinburgh, a border town in the south of Texas, is the only one in the Lone Star State before elections in November. The location, selected by Mr. Abbott's team, will allow him to highlight border security and illegal immigration, which he has made central to his campaign. Mr. O'Rourke is trying to harness voters' anger over Texas's rightward shift on abortion and guns. Mr. Abbott is betting that voters will care more about inflation and illegal immigration. He may be right. Recent polls show him leading Mr. O'Rourke by 7 to 8 points. The perception that the White House is not doing enough to crack down on illegal immigration has pushed more Hispanic voters into the arms of the Republicans. Democratic hopes of demographic change turning Texas blue for now appear miscalculated. A Portrait of Environmental Destruction Over the past 20 years, the Brazilian Amazon has lost 350,000 square kilometers to deforestation. This tragedy is the subject of Broken Spectre, a piece of video art by Richard Moss, an Irish photographer. It opens at the National Gallery of Victoria in Australia on Friday and at 180 The Strand, an exhibition space in London on October 12th. Through a combination of multi-spectral video, ultraviolet time-lapses of the forest at night, and -and black-and-white film, Mr. Moss reveals the war that ranchers, farmers, loggers, and garimpieros, wildcat miners, are waging on the rainforest. Over 74 minutes, the result of five years of work, the film shows trees felled and jungles set ablaze. The film's visual effect is both dystopian and dreamlike. The scenes of destruction are also hauntingly beautiful. The intention is to make people look again, the artist explains. His work comes at a critical moment. In the run-up to the first round of Brazil's general election on Sunday, more fires, all man-made, were recorded in September than any month in the past 12 years. Daily Quiz What was the maiden name of Margaret Thatcher? Thursday Which town in Maryland shares its name with an American comedian? The winners of last week's crossword Thank you to everyone who took part in our new weekly crossword published in the weekend edition of Espresso. The winners, chosen at random from each continent, were Asia Chang Ang On, Singapore. North America. Guillermo Garrido, Orlando, Florida, America. Central and South America. Jaime Jean, Mexico City, Mexico. Europe. Robert Sivers, Edinburgh, Scotland. Africa. Ewan Hickling, Pretoria, South Africa. Oceania. Roberta MacDonald, Runaway Bay, Australia They all gave the correct answers of Latin America, liquor apple and Arabic Check back tomorrow for this week's crossword Finally, here's the quote of the day from Truman Capote Failure is the condiment that gives success its flavor That's the World in Brief from The Economist